Hey, Orange County Church. My name is Jay Miner, and it is great to be able to speak to you this morning. Happy New Year. I hope you had a great New Year celebration this week. Uh, I'm sure it was a little bit quieter uh, than maybe in years past, but I still hope that you really enjoyed your time. Um, you know, last week we finished up a five-week series on Advent, and we were focusing on the coming of Jesus and looking forward to his second coming and, and what that means to our life uh, as followers of Jesus, but also as a church. Uh, and next week, Steve Stevenson is actually preparing a great kickoff message for the year for our new theme. Our, our series is going to be called Renew, and uh, we're going to be talking about renewing our hearts um, and renewing our vision for who God wants us to be, and I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be great. Uh, but today, I just kind of want to take a moment to transition us from thinking about Advent and the coming of Jesus into thinking about who we want to be then and because of that as we move forward into our new theme and our new series. You know, I think it's important for us as we're looking forward to also pause and look back and learn the lessons that we need to learn, um, celebrate the victories that happen because sometimes victories go by and we can forget them so quickly um, because victories don't always live in our minds as long as challenges and defeats. Challenges and defeats, difficulties seem to linger in the forefront of our minds when we think about what has gone on in the past year, the past six months. But the, the victories and the good things sometimes seem to slip away a little bit quicker. And so I wanted us to be able to take some time and really think back on some of the great things that God has done even in this last year. You know, I mean, I'm not the first to say it. Many of us have said it. 2020 was such a bizarre year. And there were things that happened this year that none of us could have imagined, that, that we weren't planning on it. But here's one thing that I want to kind of uh, caution us against is getting into that rut of just saying, yeah, man, 2020 was bad. Like, wow, that was a weird year. Thank goodness that's over. As if the change of calendar from 2020 to 2021 is going to all of a sudden make things a lot better. You know, it's, it's, we're kind of in the same world we were a week ago with a few minor differences, right? But as we're looking forward, we want to be able to look back in a great way. And the, honestly, the last year, God was still working. In 2020, God was still present. In 2020, Jesus was still the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. In 2020, the Holy Spirit was still powerful and he was still working. Were our circumstances what we thought they would be? No. Was our society kind of what we were used to? No, absolutely not. It was different and it was surprising and it forced us into uncomfortable situations. That doesn't mean that it was bad. And I want us to be able to look back and realize, man, some of the things that happened over this last year were actually God moving through difficult circumstances to bring about incredible victories that are in accordance with his will, his word, and his power. So it got me thinking, going all the way back to um, Abraham. And so here's Abraham, um, and he is Abram. Uh, and he is over in this great city of Ur of the Chaldeans, and he's there, and God calls him out and says, I'm going to take you into this new land. And in Genesis chapter 12, right at the beginning, when God first says this to Abraham, he says, I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Now, this is the promise to Abraham from the beginning that I am going to make your name great. I am going to bless you. Now, that's a great promise for Abraham, right? 
But then he ends it up by saying this, that all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So this promise from God to Abraham was that all nations on earth, all nations, not just Abraham's family, but all nations will be blessed through him. And what God wanted, we see it back at the beginning of Genesis, chapter 1 and chapters 2, that God wanted us to be partners with him in bringing about this blessing to the world. And he was looking for people who would partner with him in bringing about his kingdom. And so that's what we get called to do is help bring about God's idea of what the kingdom was supposed to be and bringing it into reality right here and right now. And then he chose Abraham and through Abraham's family, that blessing was going to come. And we see that then happening through the line of the Israelite people and through the raising up of the line of kings and you had King David and then Jesus comes from that lineage. And so here's Jesus, God incarnate, God came down and became flesh, became one of us to show us how to live. And then he became this sacrifice for us that enabled us to be forgiven and took away our sins, took away our shame so that we could walk with him. Now, how incredibly awesome is that? And so through Abraham, who God says, all people are going to be blessed through you, then Jesus comes and he becomes that blessing. Let me ask you a question. Do you think that that was all that God was talking about when he said to Abraham that all nations will be blessed through you? Do you think that what he meant was, one day, Abraham, I'm going to bring about Jesus and he will die on the cross for the sins of the world. And then everybody that comes after Jesus gets to receive that blessing. And that's the end of the story. Do you think that that's what God had in mind? And see, I think that many people who claim to be Christians and be Jesus followers And many people in our church, in the Orange County Church of Christ, who claim to be followers of Jesus, they live as if they believe that this is what is true. That the blessing that was to come through Abraham was that Jesus offered forgiveness. And then that blessing is that we get to just take it and then go on and live our lives and continue to ask God for more blessings. But see, I don't think that that's what the case was. I think that God had this in mind for us, that he said, I actually want then the people who follow Jesus, the people who are in his church, the people that are called out of the world around them to become the family. I want them to actually come into this family and through the way that they live, through the way that they interact with people, through the way that they treat one another and that they treat their neighbors and that they treat the people in line at Starbucks six feet apart, right? The way that they treat people, that is going to become the blessing. And it is going to be because of Jesus then that his disciples, that his followers can go out into the world and be the blessing to all nations that God promised to Abraham would happen. See, we are the fulfillment of that promise. We get to be a part of that. It's not just that uh, the Gentiles got to come into the family of God, but it is that the Gentiles and the Jesus followers of all, all stripes, all people from everywhere, those that follow Jesus, that we live out God's kingdom that is within us, and then it goes out from us to affect the world around us. And so we're becoming this this family, this blessing to the world around us. But the only way that we can do that is if we are remembering 
who God is, and we are remembering his story, and we are remembering the part that we get to play in it. You know, remembering is a very important thing. I'm not, I I tend to remember things pretty well, but there are times when I just forget something flat out. Do you ever do that and you just have absolutely no idea what you have done with something or where you have put something or when you were supposed to be somewhere? Or have you ever gotten up and forgotten somebody's birthday that was really, really important? Um, and, or, and then you remember it at the last minute and you're like, oh, I can't believe I forgot that. How could I forget that? See, if you forget something, it means that you actually knew it at some point. And that's how it is with the story of God. That's how it is with who God has created us to be, is that he created us, and we know that. He designed us to go out into the world, and we know that. But then sometimes we forget. Now, God knew we were going to forget, and so he set things up so that we could remember. And there's all kinds of things that we do as followers of Jesus that help us to remember. In fact, the Lord's Supper is one of those things that we do every week. We take communion together so that we can remember Jesus dying on the cross for us and him being raised back to life and we can take encouragement from that story and we remember that. So there's things that we do to remember, but even back in Deuteronomy, when Moses was still there, Moses had brought the people out of uh, Egypt and they were out in the desert and Moses was kind of getting ready to end his life and he had to go through and tell the Israelites, you're gonna have to remember this. And he tells them all the time, remember so that you don't forget. And then a few verses later, he says, I don't want you to forget to remember. And then a few verses later, he says, remember to remember all these things that I am telling you. And he's always going through this. So in Deuteronomy chapter six, he says this, when the Lord your God brings you into the land, he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give you a land with large flourishing cities that you did not build, houses filled with all kinds of good things you did not provide, wells you did not dig, and vineyards and olive groves you did not plant. Then when you eat and are satisfied, be careful that you do not forget the Lord who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. Be careful that you don't forget. Take care so that you don't forget. Be intentional about remembering the things that God has done, how he brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. And those of us that are Jesus followers, there are many of you watching this that I know have been Christians for a decent length of time, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, maybe even longer. You have to take care that you remember the incredible things that God has done in the past. And it's important for us to do that. Psalm 103, David says this, praise the Lord, my soul, all my inmost being, praise his holy name. Now, I I think about this sometimes because we can read over this. Praise the Lord, all my soul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Praise my inmost being. Praise my blood. Like it just kind of becomes a jumble in our minds, but we're not thinking about that. He's saying all my inmost being, not just some of my brain, not just a part of my heart, but he's trying to get everybody's attention. Okay, everybody in there. Hello, everybody in my head, everybody in my heart, my, all, my whole being. I need you to praise God's holy name. I need you to pay attention and focus on how awesome our God is. I want you to sing this song and let it well up from within you because God is awesome. I want you to read this passage and remember how incredible God is. I want you to read these stories in the Old Testament that you have read over and over and over, but let it affect you in the inmost being and let it move you because God is awesome. 
Allow your heart to become softened again because God is awesome. And then he goes on, praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. So what's David doing? He's just reminding them to remember all the great things that God has done. And he's going through this list. Now, are there some things that have happened in our life or in our circumstances that maybe we do not see yet as good and that have not worked out perfectly? And we would look at this list and go, well, I mean, he hasn't, maybe hasn't healed all my diseases and maybe he hasn't redeemed everything and, and redeemed my whole life from the pit and he hasn't satisfied all my desires. And so we're in the middle of the story trying to look around and go, well, not, this isn't perfect, this isn't perfect, and this isn't perfect. And that desire for things to be fixed and perfect right now keeps us from looking back at the miracles that God has already done and the things he has already done. See, when we want to believe in the faithfulness of God, we have to be reminded about the character of God and who he is. And as we move forward, we want to be able to look back at God's faithfulness, which gives us the vision to be able to move forward and dream for what is to come. You know, this year, as I talked about, obviously such a really challenging year in many, many ways for many people. But like I said, God was still working and God is still powerful and the spirit is still moving. And so I asked some of you just to share with us, what are some of the lessons that you learned this year, even through the pandemic? What are some of the things that God did for you or that he taught you or miracles that you saw? And we got some great responses from some of our brothers and sisters here. So let's check these out. Wow. Where to begin on what we learned in 2020? <laughs> One thing is for sure uh, that we can't put our hope or our trust or our confidence in this world or the things of this world. And life is not about wealth or luxury or comfort or security or uh, your job or your home or your health care plan or your government. <laughs> or whatever it might be, but uh, life is so much more than that. Life is all about God. And he's got a great story, and he thinks I'm great, he thinks you're great, he thinks we're all great, and he's got a great plan for all of us. He cut us from a quarry into a living stone to be a part of a temple where his spirit can live. And he's got a great plan for all of us. And uh, I think I learned that I just wanna to listen to him I want to follow him. I want to know his story. I want to obey his story. And I want to be a part of his plan, not my plan or other people's plan. I want to simplify. I want to partner with him. I want to uh, bring uh, his shalom to the earth. Restoration, wholeness, completeness, peace. And uh, I want to partner with him to be a blessing for all nations. The year of 2020, taught me that God doesn't need you to be in a perfect situation to work through you. You know, in the first half of 2020, I was in the perfect situation to baptize people, you know, being the campus intern of the Central Campus Ministry. But it actually 
was until October when I was working a full-time job when at the time I was going through a lot of relationship issues with my girlfriend and really trying to figure out things in my relationship with God. It wasn't only until that month that my friend Ryan uh, was able to become a disciple um, and was baptized into this church. Hi church, my name is Timmy Tran and I'm part of the incredible professionals ministry here in the North Orange County Church. I've been a Christian for over 22 years and looking back in 2020, I really see how much God has moved in my finances. Because of the COVID situation, I was laid off, but I was able to get unemployment and I was able to get a lot of money and I was able to give to the church. I think during this period of time, I was able to give so much more than the 22 years as a Christian in my lifetime. And number two is uh, seeing my awesome, incredible brother, Craig Man Maringer, get restored. Hello, everybody. My name is Lydie Barnett. And the question is, what have I learned that God is teaching me in 2020? I think the most important lesson that I know I've learned is just how to love unconditionally, regardless of the situation. And I thought I was a very loving person already. So it's actually very uh, surprising that that would be the lesson. Uh, but I did do a couple of lessons or studies on that of just loving, loving like Christ loved deeply. Hi, Bobby Gray here. Um, what I learned in 2020 was that uh, I really needed to stay connected to the scriptures and to, to God, not worry about all the extra noise of, of everything going on in the world and just stay focused with, with God and the scriptures and get really good with my quiet times better than I had ever had in the past. And through that, God just blessed us financially uh, more than we've ever uh, been blessed before. Our, our company expanded, and we were able just to really give more than we've ever given. I love getting to hear some of those stories and about the way that God has worked in some of our lives. Um, now, you may be feeling like, well, I'm glad for them, but my life didn't really turn out like that. And you may have had a more difficult time with some of your circumstances this year. And I'm not trying to diminish that at all. What I am trying to do is get us into the mindset of intentionally looking for the ways that God worked, even through difficult circumstances. So as we look back on this year, I want us to be able to focus on the things that God taught us or the ways that he helped us, even through and in the midst of our challenges. So I want to encourage you, take some time today, even after the service is over, think back on the last year and write down the ways that God blessed you. Write down the good things that came out of being in quarantine. Write down the good things that happened, even from some of the challenges that you went through. And you remember how God has done great things for you. Even when things didn't look perfect, we know that God is still working. And that is what keeps us with our eyes focused on him, and it keeps us moving forward with faith. You know, I, I wanted us also to look forward to the next year and to be able to think, now, what do I want God to do? Now, when you're, when you're trying to think about the next year and you start praying for things and you start putting things into place, like, okay, I, you know, I mean, it could be New Year's resolutions or prayer goals or ideas or things, the intentions or vision boards, or it was all kinds of things that you could do to go, I, I really want to get a plan for moving forward. Your faith in the plan that is to come, your faith in the, in the life that is to come, your faith in God's power to do the things that you were hoping for him to do has to come 
from the faith that you have from what he has already done. If it is not grounded in what God has already done, it is just hoping and dreaming. But God wants us to be able to look back at the things that he has already done and take faith from that that then helps us to believe in the things that he is going to do next. And God wants to do great things in your life this year. No matter what the circumstances are, our economy may not get any better. There may, there may be some more jobs lost. There may be some more challenges. What if we don't ever meet together again as a church for the entire 2021? Is that going to mean that your faith is going to die? Absolutely not. Because your faith is based on what God has already done and on the miracles that he has already done. That's what gives us the faith to move forward. And what we do for the next year is we look forward and we go, no matter what happens, I'm going to look for ways that God is moving and I'm going to move with him. And John, it says that the spirit blows wherever it pleases, right? It's like the wind. It's just going all over the place. Well, we have to keep up with the spirit. We want to keep in step with the spirit, like it says in Galatians. We want to move where God is moving. We want to work where God is working. We want to catch the wave that God is putting out there for us to catch. And it may not be what you want it to be. You want us to be able to meet in person every single Sunday back in the building. I understand that. That may not happen right now, but that doesn't mean that you can't look for the ways that God is working and step in to his power and what he's doing in the future. We look back and we go, what did God do? He brought the Israelites out of Egypt. He brought them through the Red Sea. They came up against this barrier. He brought them through it. He took them into the promised land. He helped them defeat their enemies. God brought Jesus down to be the savior for all of us, the sacrificial lamb. God has proven his faithfulness and he will do great things for us this year. You know, in the book of Lamentations, Jeremiah is having a hard time. He's like, man, I, there's some, been some rough times and I've been bitter and I remember the bad stuff and all this is going on. He said, but then I have to stop and I call this to mind. And so now I have hope. And what was it that gave him hope? What was it that he called to mind that helped him realize that he could have faith moving forward? In Lamentations chapter 3, he says, Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. What are new? God's compassions are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion. Therefore, I will wait for him. The Lord is my portion. God is all that I need based on what I know about God. God is all that I need and he will help me as I move into the future. Are you having challenges in your life? Is there a sin that you feel like you just can't get over? God will help you move forward. His compassions are new every morning. If you turn to him and you remember his faithfulness and you remember what he has already done for us, that will remind you to look to him throughout the day and he will help you to transform and change from the inside. It helps you to go to him and pray and go, God, I want to be like you. Help me as I move forward. You know, I asked some of the same people that shared about the things that had happened in the last year, what are they looking forward to and praying for for the new year? Let's hear what they shared. And I think for 2020, you know, I think the, the goal or, the, uh, or, you know, the need of the hour is how do I go about doing that? How do I go about uh, being kind of the living water, uh, to tap into the living water and then to give it to others, to be that little bit of shade 
in the heat for people to uh, bring that healing, uh, bring food, comfort, whatever people need. How can I be used by God to provide that to others? And I want to learn how to do that more in 2021. And uh, we definitely learn what our priorities are. It's all about God. It's all about uh, loving others. And really, that's it. <laughs> well, I'm laughing because he took every single one of my statements. <laughs> and I think looking forward into 2021, you know, 2021, my girlfriend already knows this, but it's, you know, God willing, the year that I'll be able to propose, it'll be God willing, the year that I'll be able to get married, you know, and, and those two scenarios are crazy situations where nothing ever goes the way you want it to. And I'm sure God will continue to work in those circumstances. And then the second one is just to know that God's grace is sufficient for me in my weaknesses and my hard times that he's it, that's it. I think in 2021, God is really gonna move in my finances to be able to give consistently. I'm back to work now at Costco and uh, just really grateful for my job, grateful to uh, be able to vision, have vision, have dreams for people to be baptized and become Christians, have dreams for more restorations and to bring God glory every day. I love that. I love getting to hear people's dreams for the future and what they believe that God can do and the faith that they have that God can do it. You know, when we look back and we remember his faithfulness, it fuels our faith for what is to come because we know that if God already did that, then he is going to do even greater things. There's gonna be so much that God can do. And as we move forward, church, into 2021, God wants great things for your life. He does not want you to stay spiritually dull. He does not want you to stay angry and resentful. He does not want you to stay faithless. He wants your heart to become softened. He does not want you to, say, to stay estranged uh, from people and have relationships that are distant. He does not want you to stay full of shame and full of guilt over who you are and the sins that you have committed. He wants you to walk into the freedom that Jesus is offering for all of us. Now, if you are not yet a Jesus follower, or if you're not sure, or if you grew up going to church, but you've not been following Jesus since you were in junior high, and now God has brought you back, this is the message that I want you to hear, is that He has a plan for you, and He has done great things in the past. You may not have thought it, or seen it, or experienced it in your, in your life yet, but when we look at what God did for the Israelites, we can see His character, and we can be inspired by His love. When we look at what Jesus did on the cross for you, for me, I didn't deserve it. You don't deserve it, but he gave himself up for us. Because of that love, we can move forward into a relationship with him and we can rekindle maybe what that seed that was planted when you were a kid. And if that is you, I want to encourage you to study the Bible with us. Ask the person who invited you today if they would study the Bible with you. I know that they will. And maybe you just found us, um, you Googled us today or somebody sent you the link or maybe you don't really feel comfortable asking the person that invited you. That's okay. Send us an email. Go to, the, to our bio on Facebook or YouTube. Send us an email. Connect with us and we will get back in touch with you and we will study the Bible with you and help you understand the plan that God has for your life. 
For those of you that are Jesus followers, this is it. As we look forward into the new year, we are reminded of what God has done and we cannot wait. We look with eager anticipation for what he is going to do next and we move forward with that. You know, in Isaiah, I love, man, the book of Isaiah has some stuff in it, doesn't it? But, um, Isaiah, at this one point, he's, he's talking to the Israelites, the, ba- the Babylonians have come in, and they have taken them captive, and it is a mess, and they're hopeless, and they're thinking this is not going to work, and this has been the worst year ever. There's, that's what they're saying that year, right? And God comes in, and, he, and, and he's trying to remind them through Isaiah about um, what has happened, but then what is going to happen in the future. He's right at the place where we are, I believe. And, and uh, he says to them, like, don't worry about the Babylonians. I'm going to deal with the Babylonians. But here's what I want you to hear. And in verse 16, it says, this is what the Lord says. And then he stops. He says, he who made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters. So he's reminding them that this is the God I'm talking about. This is what the Lord says. You want to know what the Lord says? You remember who the Lord is? The Lord is the one that made a path through the waters. He's the one that brought the Israelites out of Egypt and out of slavery and he split the Red Sea wide open and they walked through on dry ground and then he brought it back and drowned their their pursuers and the Egyptians. Do you remember that? Do you remember the God that did all those things? And, and, and do you remember <laughs> so many stories? I was about to go off on a tangent, but I won't for now. But do you remember how awesome God is? This is the God that I'm talking about. And here is what he says. And as he's reminding them of what he did in the past, he says this interesting thing in verse 18. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. Okay, now... This is a little bit of a twist, right? So here I am, this whole message telling you, you got to remember, you got to look back and remember what God has done. And God is even saying, do you remember who God is, the one who made a way through the sea? And then he says, forget the things of the past. Why did he tell them to forget? I think it has something to do with the fact that many times we look for God to answer our prayer today in the same way that he answered it a year ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago. When we look at our life, we want him to do the same thing, the same miracle that he did before. When we look at our church, we want the same kind of results that we used to have 30 years ago. And we want to try to do the same things now that we did back then and expect the same things to happen. And I think that sometimes God is saying, listen, I want you to forget the way that I brought you the blessing. I want you to forget how I brought the blessing to you, but I want you to remember who blessed you. God sometimes wants us to not worry about the how, and we get stuck on the how that it needs to look a certain way, and God is saying, forget about those things. Forget about the how, and I want you to focus on the who. Who is faithful? God the Lord Jehovah Almighty is faithful. Jesus Christ, our Lord and King, is faithful and powerful, and He can bring about the miracle. It may not be in the way that we think it's going to be, but He will do it. So we forget the former things. And in verse 19, He says, See, I'm doing a new thing. You heard this verse before? Probably. That's okay. Let's listen to it again. See, I'm doing a new thing. 
Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? Many times we don't perceive what God is doing right now because we want it to look like it looked five years ago or 10 years ago. But what if he is doing something brand new now that he's never done before, but he is blessing you the same way that he blessed you before in a different fashion or a different format? What if he is blessing your heart and allowing you to be a blessing to the world around you, but it looks different than it ever has before? Do you perceive it? What if this quarantine and this pandemic is going to produce a blessing for the world around us that we never could have imagined? What if we can figure out new ways of doing church through all this technology and through the, 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 the really our small groups becoming churches within their community? What if that becomes the way that God is going to bless Orange County? And it's not the way that we would have thought that it would have happened, but God has plans for us if we will look for his blessing. And then he says, I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. So let me ask you a question. When you were in the wilderness and you were looking for a blessing, what is the blessing that you need when you're in the wilderness? What do you want God to give you in the wilderness? Go ahead and say it. Say it out loud. I know you're not in Starbucks. You're not sitting at a coffee shop somewhere because we can't go anywhere right now. So you're either on your couch with some family and friends around you or you're by yourself or you're in your car or in your kitchen or something. So say it out loud. If you're in the wilderness and you're walking along in the wilderness, what are you hoping beyond hope that God will provide for you? Water. You want God to give you water. When you're in the wilderness, you want water. He says, I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. And he goes on in verse 20, he says, I provide water in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland to give drink to my people, my chosen, the people I form for myself, that they may proclaim my praise. So when we're in the wilderness, God will give us water. Now, let me back up. When they were in the desert, when the Israelites came out of Egypt and they got to the Red Sea, what was their barrier? It was water. And God used that moment. He separated the water. He, he put aside, he took away the barrier of water at that time so that they could get through and he could bless them. And now hundreds of years later, here he is and he is providing through that barrier, as it were, he is providing with water the blessing that they need. Church, as we look back on the last year, there have been some challenges and there have been some barriers. But let me tell you, God wants to use those barriers to bring about great blessings, not just for you. If you think that God is only working for you to bless you in your little life, then you have completely misunderstood the story of God, the whole story of the scriptures. God has blessed you, and now you get to be a blessing. You get to be a part of his kingdom and bringing about his message to the world around you. And so God wants to take the things that have happened, the barriers in your life, in our life, in our society, in our world, and through us that are a part of God's kingdom, he wants to bring about great blessing to many, many people. So here's what I want you to do this week. I want you to go back and I want you to think about all the things that God did to bless you this last year. And then I want you to pray for God to bless you in the new year. I don't want you to, don't get caught up in getting specific in the sense of like, it needs to look like this and this and this. But what do you want? Do you want God to change your heart? Pray for that. Do you want God to help you to help people become Christians? Then pray for that. 
I want you to pray that God will use you to bring about the kingdom, that he will use you like he promised Abraham to be a blessing to the nations. We hope you enjoyed today's lesson and look forward to being with you next week. You can find more information about our church on our website, occhurchofchrist.com, or on the OC Church of Christ app located in the App Store. You can also watch live services on our Facebook and YouTube pages, which are located on our app and website. Thank you for listening, and may God bless your day.